Let's take our Bibles. I invite you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8. You know, the topic this afternoon is about our daily bread. Jesus Christ teaches us to pray for our daily bread. Deuteronomy 8 has this very familiar line, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So here's Deuteronomy 8. Let's read these words. Page 211 in the Pew Bible. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the, which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these forty years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwelt in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day, and you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Our confessional reading comes from the Heidelberg Catechism this afternoon. Page 562 in the back of the songbook. 562 has Lord's Day 50 of the Heidelberg Catechism. What is the fourth petition? Give us this day our daily bread, that is, 
Provide us with all our bodily needs so that we may acknowledge that you are the only fountain of all good, that our care and labor and also your gifts cannot do us any good without your blessing. Grant, therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it only in you. After the sermon, we're going to sing from the uh, provisional booklet, and it's page 64, Guide Me, O My Great Redeemer, page 64. We'll be singing that standing, and we'll remain standing, if you can remember, to remain standing after that song for the prayer. Brothers and sisters loved by Jesus Christ, our Lord, you know where your food comes from? We've got one of these children books, children's books. It's uh, Eric Says Thanks. I think some of you guys have that. Eric Says Thanks, and it starts with his, uh, Eric is having a great breakfast. He thanks his mom, and his mom says, don't thank me. And the rest of the book is Eric saying thanks to the delivery guy, to the grocery store clerk, to the baker, the miller, the farmer. Finally, Eric says, thanks to the Lord. Do you know where your bread comes from? In this day, in the culture we live in, bread is not just bread anymore. It holds power. We believe it can be good, it can be bad, it can be healthy or unhealthy. Depends. Is it gluten-free? Is it organic? Is it whole wheat? More than ever, in our day, we need to pray for our daily bread. We need to ask God, Lord, will you give us our daily bread as a gift? And the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. More than ever before, we need to pray this urgently. Your food comes from God. He's the one who gives bread or pasta or rice or potatoes, whatever it is. Your baking, your snacks, your candies, whatever. It comes from God. And it's a prayer of trust. That's what Lord's Day 50, especially the explanation that we have uh, years ago, the church had this explanation, grant that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it only in you. It's a prayer about trust. Food, like bread, it's a creature. So you, the catechism says, help us withdraw our trust from all creatures. Bread and food is like a creature. It offers you health and nutrition. And, and today, this afternoon, I want you to lump it in with everything that offers you safety and health and protection. You think about a seatbelt. All of these created things. Back in the day, like the psalm we were singing, the soldier, his war horse, will it give you victory? How about the walls of a city? Will it give you protection? 
So all of these created things, whether man created them, God created them, they are creatures. And I know it's probably not our everyday kind of word for this. But help us, Lord, withdraw our trust from all created things, all these creatures. Created things that offer you peace of mind. There's a piece of organic broccoli in your life saying to you, I am healthy. And there's those deadly chips. I will ruin your life. Or worse, there's poutine. Our children are growing up in a world, they're asking these questions. Is this healthy, mom? Is this unhealthy? And you realize that growing up as a Christian, in a world where, where the unbelievers, they have answers, yes, this is healthy. No, this is not healthy. In the world of unbelievers, the creature is the highest power. There is no creator. The creature is powerful. Powerful to save life, extend your life, or powerful to take your life, to kill you. All these creatures. You think about vaccines. Think about face masks. You think about organic food. I am here for your protection. Seatbelts. I will save your life. All these creatures. You know, even just the nice ones. The quiet. You, you set the music in your home. The ambience. Maybe there's some candle going. There's some aromatherapy here. I am at your service. I will give you peace I will calm your heart rate. I will lower your blood pressure. Oh yeah? And then there's your fridge. Your innocent fridge. Your pantry next to it. Hundreds of creatures lining up your day. Lining up this coming year to say, I will make you content, full, happy. Even your medicine cabinet is unsafe. It speaks to you and it says, trust me, I'll take care of you. I'll nurse you back to health. If you don't look to your Heavenly Father every moment, you're sucked in with the world's way of looking at the creature as if it's the Creator. You're going to believe creatures have power. Choose wisely, the world's saying. Life and death are in your next choice. Your survival, your well-being are in your hands. Jesus says, I'll teach you how to pray. Give us today our daily bread. Set your eyes above all of this to your heavenly Father. Are your eyes on your Father? Trust in Him. Trust in Him as Creator and think about your food as creature, a created servant, able to give energy only because God sent him your way. He's able to nourish because God sent him your way, only because of God, able to give pleasure, contentment, joy because of him, able to keep you from dying. Maybe it won't kill you because God has so decided it won't kill you today. Creatures are only creatures. We need to hear this today, brothers and sisters. 
Creatures are only creatures. I know the other day I was sick and an elder was offering to lead the service and I said, don't take Lord's Day 50. Please don't. I really want to bring this message because you don't hear it often that creatures are only creatures. Nothing more, nothing less. I I want to point out Lord's Day 10 of the Heidelberg Catechism. All creatures are so completely in our Father's hand that without His will they cannot so much as move. Oh yeah? Do you really believe that? Are creatures really so in God's hand they cannot so much as move? You realize the danger. We live in a world that does not know of a Creator. They don't know of a sovereign Father who loves His children. Our world says things like seatbelts save lives. And it does sound a little bit like seatbelts will be your redeemer. Vaccines save lives. The world prints it out. Even smoke alarms, uh, they will have smoke detectors that say they save lives. And you know there's truth to it, right? Some truth. Open your pantry and look at just one nutrition label. It's saying, I have power to bless other labels, you look at it, I have power to curse. And you ask yourself, what kind of creature is this? And I want you to ask yourself, what kind of creatures are behind this creature? Because you live in a day, you can YouTube anything, and you can find out what evil corporations are behind, what kind of conspiracy theories have produced this loaf of bread, and is forcing it down your throat. Maybe you're really enlightened. You look at some essential oil, some rarefied essential ingredient preserved from the northern slope of some Himalayas, untouched by the curse of sin, come directly to you, I will give you blessing. Oh yeah? What about my Heavenly Father? Does He have any say in this? Maybe as a Christian... You, you think how blissful it must have been back in those days when the Lord Jesus walked the earth. When he said, pray this prayer. Give us today our daily bread. And you'd say, oh wow, how easy it was back then. When the creature was pure, the bread straight, came straight from the best of the golden wheat, field to table at its finest. It was so good back then, so natural and so pure. You know the truth? Jesus said, this is about trust. Pray to your Father. Where's this bread coming from? Give us this day our daily bread. So those people back then, that they would trust not the creature, but they would trust God their Father. And the Lord Jesus was teaching them, you need to withdraw your trust from this creature called bread. And everything that you're doing to have this creature show up against famine and plague and pestilence and thieving enemies, from the moment of sowing the seed all the way through harvest time and then processing it, grinding and mixing, baking, storing, I don't know, 
there was zero guarantee back in the day that this bread would actually make it to your table after all the work you put in. Zero guarantee. Bread was untrustworthy. Do not trust that creature. The Lord Jesus was teaching his people. It's just a creature. It might show up one day. It might be taken away the next. So Jesus says it's about trust. Pray with your eyes up to your heavenly Father. Our Father in heaven, please give us today our daily bread. And so let me just comment that for people, God's people long ago, it was mostly, if not always, about the supply of food, the quantity that stressed them out. Today it's the quality. No different, really. It's just the quality that stresses us out. Is it good or is it bad? So what should we do? The same as God was teaching His people back then. Pray. Trust in our Heavenly Father. We must withdraw our trust from creatures. Even though they depended on the creature. And they worked hard for their food. Today you work, you make decisions about food and safety and health and nutrition. Prayer has to be just as constant. The Lord is saying, trust me. Pray for life and health. Pray for safety, peace, prosperity. Pray for it from me. That's why I chose to read from Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8, God had that same message long ago. In a broken world, paradise was lost. And after some 40 years of Israel being in the wilderness, you get those words. Man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we're tempted to say, well, they had all those miracles back then, didn't they? They got bread from heaven, the manna. They got water from the rock. Their sandals didn't wear out. All those were miracles. Those were exceptions. Maybe we have to read that chapter again a few times because this is the point. God was listing all of those miracles, including bread from heaven, to say, you should trust me. Do you know where your food is coming from? Deuteronomy 8 is part of a bigger message. Let me summarize. Pretty soon, you will come to the promised land. And those Israelites coming into the land will be coming into a land flowing with milk and honey, and you'll have plenty of new problems. The new problems are, you have so much. Are you going to forget to pray for your daily bread? Are you going to forget to trust in God? Because it's not bread alone that you live on, but you depend on me to send out my word to all creation. You see, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, you know what that means? It means commands, and you can think of the Ten Commandments, because that's often in Deuteronomy. But every command, just like those commands, produce results. 
You live on my every word. I command creatures, God says. I command broccoli. I command poutine. I command seatbelts. I command gravity. I command disease. I command illness. I command growth. I command health. I activate. I command red blood cells and white blood cells. Your immune system. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from my mouth. It's easy to forget that. Every word from the Creator God who's coordinating in sovereign control over every detail of this universe. And didn't the manna from heaven prove it? That at one spoken word from God, His bread came down from heaven. A one spoken word from God and the rock would split open and water would flow. Man has not lived by bread alone. Ever. Man does not live on creatures alone, but on every word that God speaks. So Jesus Christ teaches us to pray for our daily bread. You think about the year to come our yearly bread, so that we would trust in God. It all comes down to this. Who do you trust? The creature or the creator? When it comes to food, who is blessing you? Is it the creature, the food? Or is it the creator? I think the people closest to us will answer the question for us. Who am I trusting? Friends and family, notice it, what I'm talking about. We're confident in what works. We give credit where credit is due, so we talk. Even just this morning after, after the first service, I'm meeting people. I'm saying, yeah, I'm so glad I'm better after being sick for a week. And then I almost instantly start to talk about Oh, the good chicken noodle soup, the care that my wife gives me, the way everybody else. I list all of the creatures that God has used. I forget the Creator. And you know, this happens. We talk about what we think really works. I'll open my fridge, I'll tell you what's amazing. I'll open the pantry. This is really good, isn't it? Or the medicine cabinet. I'll hold something up. This works. I'll say that. As if it's awesome. And then, you know, there's times I'll I'll see some villainous, contemptible poison at your house, maybe. I'll tell you about all the creatures and the chemicals and the corporations that will destroy you. You see, my heart is telling you It's actually going on. We betray our confidence. Where is our trust? Jesus says, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, give us today our daily bread. I want to learn how to do this in the new year. I want to hold up a vial of essential oil 
and to say, you know how James had talked, how the way we use our calendar and say, you should say the Lord willing? What if we were to do this? Hold up something. The Lord blessing. This has been working great for little Johnny and his arthritis. What if we said the Lord blessing? So that we realize, and we always give credit to God where credit is due. Yes, he has often decided to use vegetables. He's been pleased to use vegetables to bless people. You know, this is a touchy subject, right? Food. In this subject, I can talk about vaccine. I can talk about COVID and uh, essential oils and all the things that we do. And this is something that would make me a little uh, nervous to talk about. Then I noticed the biggest controversy threatening the early church. If you read the Bible, what is the largest, the hugest controversy that could split the church? It was food. Food sacrificed to idols. Food sold in the marketplace and brought to your table. It might have been mixed with evil. Your food could have been contaminated with idol worship. That means with Satan and with demons. Is it any different today? Because the answer from the Word of God, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, should be the answer today. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. God blessing, this bread won't harm you. God blessing, this, this bread might even give you some energy. Do all to the glory of God. Here's another one, 1 Timothy 4 verse 4. For everything created by God is good. Nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. God center, God first Food is a creature, a servant. Praying for our yearly bread is about praying for trust in God, to trust that He would be in charge even of evil things, even things that are harmful. You know, Lord's Day 10, to trust in God, that He would be able to turn to my good whatever adversity He sends. All this theoretical things that you say, if it's trouble He sends, could He turn it to good? Trust Him. The Scriptures um, show even more. The Catechism highlights this. It has this liner. That we would trust Him to provide us with all our bodily needs so that we may acknowledge that God is the only fountain of all good, and that our care and labor, and also God's gifts, can't do us any good without His blessing. From the Bible, you know, God is the fountain of life. From Him comes every blessing. If you are in Christ, He's got the smallest detail taken care of for your well-being, your health, and safety. If I have forgiven your sins and declared you right in Christ, have I not included all these other things as well? Pray for your daily bread. You're saying, Father, it comes from you. 
I want to close with the familiar message of Philippians 4. You know that line in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? That comes in the subject about food. The backstory is Paul, the Apostle Paul could have been complaining, but instead he's rejoicing and he's saying, rejoice in the Lord always. That's Philippians 4. It's, the Lord is the fountain of life, but not everything is working out. Philippians 4. Not everything's working out for the Apostle Paul. He writes the letter from prison, chained up. What about his daily bread? Back then, if you had friends, if you had contacts, you'd get pieces of bread slid through the bars of prison. And that would be your daily bread. Given to you by those who might remember you. And so Paul writes in Philippians 4 verse 12, I know how to be abased. I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. He says, everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full. You imagine Paul after a feast. And I know how to be hungry. Uh, both to abound and to suffer need. Plenty and hunger. Abundance and nothing. And that's when he says this line, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He's learned contentment. He's learned to trust in God. Bread is an unreliable servant of God, an unreliable creature. I've been hungry often, he says. I've been full other times, but I figured it out. Man does not live on bread alone. You know what I need? I need the Lord to speak. Every word that comes from the mouth of God, it's His word that strengthens me. It's His word that revives me. You can't take my joy away. That's why I'm going to tell you, rejoice always. Again, I'll say rejoice. The Lord teaches us to pray for our daily bread so that we would trust in God. It's essential to pray. And you start with, God, may your name be hallowed. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, take care of my needs. Give us today our daily bread. My food, my, my life, my, my health, my safety, my contentment, it all comes from you. The Lord blessing creatures that will make the difference this year. The Lord blessing the creatures created things that you use for your health called food, nutrition. Let's remember this. This is about trust. The Lord blessing this or that We'll be okay. We'll be good. Maybe you have health and fullness, contentment, safety, delight even in food. The Lord blessing us this year. Amen.